G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. These 12 men who became so unified, so transformed by being with Jesus, they turned the world upside down. That's right, yeah. It was amazing what he'd done in their lives. And he was constantly rebuking them. He was constantly saying, really, guys? Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In the last program, we began learning about the Zealots, a group of religious patriots who believed passionately in God's law and also the national homeland and future of the Jewish people, as God had ordained. As such, they believed that violent armed struggle was acceptable in dealing with Rome. One of the apostles was a Zealot. How could he possibly have been handpicked by Jesus to be one of the twelve? Good question. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to figure that out. And of course, we know the Zealots, uh, the last of them pretty much died out with the uh, siege of Masada. So their time span or lifespan was fairly short-lived, mm. really. But that wasn't the only place where the zealots had kind of like a last stand. Maybe this was like a, a second, last, second stand. last stand. And that was at a place called Mount Arbel, and it overlooks the Sea of Galilee. And as you, we, we often go up here when we do our tours, we go on top of Mount Arbel. And as you go around the back of the Mount Arbel or up the side of Mount Arbel, or just travel past it, the cliffs are quite sheer and it's filled with caves. Mm. And you've got to wonder how the zealots actually got in and out of those caves, but that was basically where they lived. Yeah. Very hard to get to. I guess it's quite secure for that reason. Yeah, You're not going to have people knocking on your front door, are you? Exactly, you're not. And so they kind of hid up there. Then they would kind of sneak out, do their subversive religious activities and then hide back in the caves. Mm. While Rome dominated Judea, they had appointed Herod the Great to be the king of the Jews. The Jews hated him, but he had his own soldiers and he was supposed to keep the peace in his own region and he couldn't. He could not get these zealots under control. So the Romans stepped in and when the Romans step in, they do things with such efficiency, Mm. they also do it with brutality. And what they did was they built these really large crates And then using a systems of ropes and pulleys, they would lower these crates down over the edge of the cliff. And they had these massive, great big long poles with a hook on the end Mm. of them. And they would poke these big long poles into the caves and just grab anything they could and yank the people out, men, women and children. And they would plunge to their deaths at the bottom of Mount Arbel. And that was very successful. Yeah. Uh, Pretty brutal. Yeah, the zealots paid a very hefty price. What can I say? I mean, they believed in their in their uh, goals and aspirations. Yeah, well, they certainly were, as we've said, zealous about their cause. And I think it's always interesting to think about people's motivations for yeah. the way that they act because, I mean, there's lots of different, and we said last time, lots of different religious groups, uh, even terror groups that, I guess, believe so strongly in their cause that they believe, well, we can kill or we can be subversive, we can do all these different things for the cause. 
um, and they and will oftentimes lay their life down for the cause as well. Exactly, their ends justify the means. Mm. And you kind of think, why would they do this? But then I've thought the same thing when I think about Christians. We should believe so strongly in our faith in Christ and not want to deny him. And to this very day, but for the past 2,000 years, they've been sent to Roman arenas and been yeah. torn apart by lions. They've been crucified. They've been shot. They've been exiled. They've been imprisoned and tortured. It's still happening to this day. And this is how the zealots believed as well. They, yeah. they believed the same thing. And they were passionate about God's law, their ancestral inheritance, and they, they believed that violence was not just a means but an acceptable means. Mm. And here's the conundrum. Jesus picked one of them to yeah, be right. his disciples. Yeah. And I have got to say, the Bible doesn't say an awful lot about each of the disciples. We, there's, a, there's more about some and about others. We know nothing but their name, really. Mm. But I, I have got to tell you, I listened to one of the most extraordinary teaching series I've ever listened to. It was brilliant. It was called 12 Extraordinary Men by Dr. John MacArthur, one of the best teaching series I've ever ever mm. listened to. I learned so much about the disciples. But what became very clear was that these 12 disciples that Jesus picked, they shouldn't have worked. Mm. You know, Jesus handpicked a man by the name of Levi or Levi. We know him as Matthew. And he was a tax collector, but his name tells you something about him. He was of the tribe of Levi, the priestly tribe. And when you read the Gospel of Matthew, it's very, very Jewish. Matthew knew the law. His training was such that and so ingrained in him that he took meticulous details. That's why his gospel is so detailed. But at some point, he decided that he was going to be a tax collector. Now, collecting taxes was a pretty secure job. Mm. And all you had to do was collect the amount that Rome said they wanted. But how did you make money? You had to add a bit on top Mm. of that to make your own profit. Well, how much did you add? Well, I don't know. What did you need? Take a pick. Exactly. Yeah. And so to work for the Romans was bad enough. To earn money working for the Romans mm. was absolutely horrendous. And so tax collectors were considered to be treasonous. They were turncoats. They were despised by yeah. their own people. Jesus chose him yeah, to be right. one of his disciples yeah. and teamed him up with a zealot. <laughs> so the first meeting should have been enough yeah. for Simon the zealot to pull out the dagger and mm-hmm. take out Matthew the tax collector. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the fact that they survived three years together, I mean, just those two, but they were all 12. I mean, they were very diverse, weren't they? You got fishermen and all these various people. Yeah, you got fishermen, so you got some businessmen, you've got some provincial people, you had a tax collector and somebody from this very religious particular priestly tribe, and then you had this zealot. You had one of them turned around, was really quite prejudiced. I can't remember his name now, but he says, oh, can anything good come out of Nazareth? You know, mm. so he was really a bit bigoted, yeah. they were a really mixed bag. And in, as I said, within the space of a week, these guys should have actually taken each other out. But they had on-the-job training. Remember there was a time when they said, somebody, they're preaching about you and they're not part of our group. Let's call down fire and <laughs> kill them. And then they were fighting over who was the greatest among yes, them. Yes, that's right. Was it James and John, mm-hmm. the Sons of Thunder, who actually got their mother in to yeah, say, that's right. the mother to say, can my boys sit on either side of you when you're ruling and reigning? Yeah. I mean, they were scoundrels, mm, really. That's right. And yet they became this unified group, these 12 men who became so unified, so transformed by being with Jesus they turned the world upside That's down. That's right, yeah. It was amazing what he'd done in their lives. And mm. he was constantly rebuking them. He was constantly saying, really, guys? 
oh, ye of little faith, you know, <laughs> constantly having to sort of yeah. pull them up. One minute he's telling Peter, flesh and blood hasn't revealed to you that I am the Mashiach. My Father in heaven has revealed this to you. Mm. And the next minute Jesus is saying, get behind me, Satan. That's he's right. calling him the devil himself. Yeah. They were such a, a strange bunch of... Ragamuffins. Ragamuffins, pretty much like us, really. Yeah, that's you know? right. And yet look what he did with yeah. them. And that's the beautiful thing, isn't it? I mean, obviously he's taken people from a whole variety of backgrounds and I guess transformed their life over yeah. a period of three years of you know one-on-one mentoring. And then obviously the Holy Spirit empowers them and they go out and, as you said, they change the world. They really did. And, you know, Simon the Zealot would have given his life for his religion and for his nation, for his zeal for God. And he thought it was okay to use violence against other people to achieve those goals. But he was so transformed that he, along with the rest of the disciples, with John being the exception, although he suffered as well, actually went out and gave up his own life Mm. for the cause of Christ, for the propagation of the gospel and for his love for foreigners and other entities and other ruling, you know, powers and whatnot. Well, that's right. He ended up becoming a missionary, went off to uh, Egypt first of all, then ended up, up, uh, was it Iraq or Turkey, somewhere like that? Actually, it was Persia. So he went into Iran and you know how Simon the Zealot died? He was sawn in half. Wow. And he didn't run from it. Mm Mm-hmm. And he died proud to serve Jesus and to give Mm. his life, as did they all. They were all so willing to die for what they believed in. But instead of killing other people for what they believed in, they died themselves so that other people could believe. What a transformation. Mm. Absolutely. Quite amazing. Let's look at the Zealots, and we're going to continue this study of the various groups within Judaism. Next time, we're going to look at the Sanhedrin on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.